0: Well, hello and welcome to Coffee Break with God, the podcast where we explore the wonders of faith in everyday life. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm so glad you're here. Each episode, we'll have a conversation with a guest who will share their stories, insights, and wisdom on how they connected with God in the midst of their busy and chaotic world. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or whatever you like, and join us on a Coffee Break with God. Well, hello. Welcome to Coffee Break with God. So Oh my gosh, we have a great story. So I want to get right into into it um, this morning and share. We have our first gentleman on Coffee Break with God. His name is Armando and his story, oh my gosh, you guys, this story is from a young guy that knew about the Lord. And as so many of us do, we run away from the Lord thinking that we're going to get away from the Lord and we're going to do all that we want to go do out in society. But God had another plan. But Armando got involved with gangs. He got involved with witchcraft. But the Lord rescued him. So without further ado, let's welcome uh, Armando. Well, hello. Hello, brother. We finally got you in. How you doing? Amen.
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: you're doing great doing great so armando i mean oh my gosh your story is just like amazing i just with what the little bit that you shared was just like i've got to get this guy on the show i've got to hear his story and Mm -hmm. you brother are the first guy on the show like i've had so many women that was like i gotta even this out i gotta get some brothers on this show and Mm. so i i thank you for reaching out and um Sharing your story but amen. just for for our listeners um let's t- get a little bit of background where are you from and um, where are you living at now, and how long have you been with the lord
1: amen so uh first of all it's uh it's a tr- it's a huge blessing to be here you know especially to share my testimony um I've shared my testimony um a few times. But Uh you know, it's my first time being on a podcast, so I'm like really excited right now to do this. And you know, we'll we'll get more into details of of why I'm excited. uh, Yes, more into the podcast. But um, I am from Michigan. I was born in Detroit. Uh, My family they're from Texas, so we did a lot of traveling back and forth. So finally, Mm -hmm. we ended up moving back to Michigan where i I'm staying in Grand Rapids right now, so um, wow, yeah, that's where I stay now and i've been I've been serving God for about five years um i, I knew awesome. about God I knew about God, but you know i I obviously took my own path and right know, right it's right. it's been five years that that I finally made my decision to to serve God.
0: Right. You know, it's amazing, like even with your story, it's, you know, I too, I knew I grew up in a Christian environment. But when I came to a point of running away from the Lord, like, you know, there's so many of us that end up doing that, you know, that it's just amazing to hear the, the redemption stories of everybody that how God brings us back in, he calls us back it's like he he left the 99 to go for you he left the 99 to go for me you know it's mm-hmm. and those are the exciting stories to hear in the confirmation of how we know that it really is the Lord that that got a hold of us because it's like he's the same God as yesterday today and forever mm-hmm. and when he grabbed you there's something in my life that I'm like the Lord did the exact same thing. You know, it's confirmation Mm. that we know it's the Lord, you know? Mm. And, um, but, um, so let's get knee deep into this. You were raised in a Christian home or knew of God, yeah. but what happened to make you go, I don't want this and do what you did. I'm going to allow you to go ahead and just take it from here. And then I'll ask you stories or questions
1: throughout, so go mm-hmm. ahead, amen, yeah, so, um, yeah, I grew up in a christian home um my actually uh my grandma, she was an evangelist, so like she introduced the entire family to to the Lord, and you mm-hmm. know my my family, my parents, you know, they raised me good, they always gave me everything I needed, you know they mm-hmm. they're still married today. Um, they did their best. They did what they had to do to raise me and my um, brothers and my sister. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, throughout my life, I always did good in school. I was mm-hmm. a straight A student. I was a quiet guy. You know, I didn't like trouble and nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and It was going good until um, I got to like uh, about the sixth grade and kids started noticing that. So I started getting bullied. And um, wow. I can say that that's what what started my my rebellion. You know, I mm-hmm. I you know st- started to to get angry at this stuff. You know, I didn't want to get bullied anymore. I would be scared to go to school and and you know because I knew it was gonna happen. Smart. And my parents they were there, but my my parents couldn't go inside the class with me. They couldn't be with me outside a recess or anything like that. So. They did what they could, you know. They went and talked to the principals, and you know, just just try to do their part as as parents. But you know, mm-hmm. when they would go mm-hmm. home and I would go back to school, I was dealing with with the same thing, you know, with the bullying. Man.
0: Yeah. So I mean, who would up- who would want to go back to school getting bullied every single day? You know, at what point oh, yeah. you just get tired of it and just like, all right, we're gonna deal with this. We're gonna dance, you know. Yeah. But obviously, this wasn't in you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't like that. Like I, I always chose because just how I had my good side of the family, I had uh-huh. my bad side of the family, you know, with the gangs right. and drugs and all that stuff. But I, that never caught my attention at the time. I, my dream was to be an architect. I love drawing. I love math and stuff like that. You know, uh-huh. so uh-huh. it was just something that I wanted to do. My mind was set to be that. And I was heading uh-huh. towards the right direction until that started happening to me. and then. Right. You know, I I ended up getting into middle school, and same thing started happening. And you know, um, I got approached by by some uh, so-called friends, and you know, the the thing that they said is, you know, if if you want to stop getting bullied, you know, just um, come with us, we'll protect you. And that's where everything started. You know, wow. I. I started getting introduced to um, secular music. I would listen to that in secret because my parents wouldn't allow that kind of stuff.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, so I also um, would, like, because I always wore, like, white T-shirts and my button-ups to school. Like, I always tried to dress casual. That's how my parents always Uh dressed me. Uh But when I would go to school, I would take off my shirt my my top shirt and wear my white t-shirts and just make it as gangster as possible and just <laughs> live the live the double life basically I would be this person right. at school and then at home I would be another person and then it got to a point where um, I started getting into trouble so my mom kind of had a little suspicion of me being into the wrong crowds and stuff and then mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like my having the bad side of the family, they started picking up on, on a little bit of um, detail that was changing in me. And sure enough, you know, I I ended up um, joining the gangs and, and just, um, you know, things just got worse as time went by. You know, like right. I started doing one thing and then it just got worse and worse until I got to a point where, I was getting tired of my parents telling me what to do. You know, I started disrespecting wow. them. Um, I started um, just wanting to to go against everything that they were teaching me. You know, I didn't want to follow their rules or anything like that. And then tattoos started getting catching my attention. And that was one thing that my, par- my parents were really strict. They didn't allow no <laughs> secular music. They didn't allow the cussing or, you know, tattoos or anything like that. So yeah. I ended up just leaving. I I left because I didn't want to deal with any of that. I wanted to do my own thing. And um, that's where everything you know, it's, started. Yes, yeah,
0: it's, it's so weird. It's like, just listening to this part. I mean, I came from the same exact background. You know, my parents were really strict too. Secular music wasn't allowed in my house. You know, um, they controlled and and how I dressed, you know, and what, even to the point of what kind of TV shows I was allowed to watch. And so mm-hmm. it's like the battling of two worlds right there of the parents world and who supposedly God is controlling that world. You know, for me, it was like, you know, if if this is God that is controlling this, I don't want part, any part of it. And so the mm-hmm. controlling aspect for me pulled me away. And that's what made me go a different route. And for you, it's like, the two worlds colliding, you know, it's that, Hey, I'm going to do what I want to do and have to prove yourselves in gangs, you know, gangs, it was all about the proving, you know, to do this, you get honor, you know? And um, so, yeah, I, I totally understand that concept of, of that world.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just amazing how God works, you know, all the trouble that, that he got me out of, you know, I, did a lot of things that didn't go as planned. Which, if it did go as planned, I would be serving life sentences in prison. You know, right. there's um, times where um, I got myself into situations where I could have uh, lost my life and stuff. You know, so mm-hmm. um, at the moment, we don't see those kind of things as right. as a, as a big deal, but. Mm-hmm. When when we when we serve God when we give our life to God it's like He takes off that blindfold, and exactly. We see everything that He took us out of. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. very grateful to God and, you know, a lot. Of, one of the biggest reasons that I, um, haven't shared my testimony as much is because I always get emotional whenever I start remembering what God did mm-hmm. in my life just because. I had a mentality of like being against God. I had a mentality mm-hmm. of yeah. um, thinking that the enemy was my friend, and I would mm-hmm. curse God so much. And it was to a point where, you know, I God didn't have to deal with that, especially the kind of blasphemy that I would speak against Him, just because mm-hmm. I thought that I, that the enemy was my friend, you mm-hmm. know it just shows his mercy it just shows it how does. much he loves us and it just shows how he has a plan for us for every single yes. one of us he has a plan and yes you know sometimes we might feel like like i said earlier that at the time we don't understand the bad that we're doing and what god mm-hmm. is taking us out of but when we give mm-hmm. our life to god it's just amazing because we just we don't understand as non believers we don't understand I said, you know, we give our life to God and and everything just changes.
0: Yes, yes, it's just you know, it's like we were the the, the song I once was lost but now I'm found. You know, mm-hmm. we are we are lost. We don't know. We have those blinders like blinders on the horses, you know, but we're we're walking yeah. around blind and we don't know. You know, but your your story needs to get out there. Your story needs to be shared, you know, and and how I've thought about it I was like you, Um, I didn't want to share my testimony a lot because of the the, exactly the same thing. There's a lot of things in there that you're like, that gets you, you know, and Mm. you're just like, but that is the amazing part of it is that one little bit that you think that is hard to, to get out. That could be that one thing that grips that person so much that they say, oh my gosh, he knows how I feel. He knows Mm. what I'm going through. And that could be Mm. that one thing that actually gets that person to say, I want what what Armando has. I want what you got because you live the same life. You know the streets, you know the beat, that it'll it'll call them, you know, Mm -hmm. and to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you through that, you know, and that is knowing that mercy, that mercy seat that God has given each one of us. You know, mm-hmm. and um, so I would encourage you get your testimony out. You know, mm-hmm. share it, share, share. That grips everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, so you you got involved in the gangs. Um, how how mean, How did you? Were you going from gang to gang to gang, or was it just one gang that you stayed in? And and what actually pulled you to to go to the next, if that was the case?
1: Well, I um I was always taught even even before I got in, myself into problems like I I was always taught loyalty. You know if mm-hmm. you're gonna be with if you're gonna be with one thing that's what you're gonna stay with it doesn't matter if it's how good or bad it is. So mm-hmm. I ended up joining this one particular um, um group and and that's the that's the one I I I stayed with until I gave my life to God. You know mm-hmm. and it was um. It was, um, um, it was kind of, it was kind of weird because like I, I wanted to go home and I wanted to be with my family, but like mm-hmm. there was always something pulling me back and my parents, they weren't the type that, that just let me go and, you know, it stopped there. Like I knew that they were out looking for me. They would go to my friend's house looking for me. Um, wow. sometimes I would see them on, I would be in the streets hanging out with them and I would see them driving by and I would hide because I didn't want them to see Looking, me and I didn't want them to, right. to pick me up and take me home because I was only 17 when, when I left home. So right. I, I was, I wasn't of age yet. So, you know, uh-huh. I can imagine their panic. Um, I can imagine how, how they felt even now. I I can imagine more now because I'm a father Uh and I couldn't imagine just my son leaving and not knowing anything about him and there was times like my brothers they would tell me that that my dad like my dad he wouldn't be able to eat because he he didn't know if I ate if I was out there and I and and if you know, if if I had something to eat. So, you know, it was real hard for them. And like I said, at the time I was so blinded, I didn't even think about how they would be feeling. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah. there's a lot of things that the enemy does to a lot of a lot of things that he makes us do that hurt others, but like I said, we don't we don't see that. You know, right. so yeah
0: it's the, it's the lies of the enemy and how they get us to, it's almost like they could take one sentence, flip a word in it to get you to do it and entice you, you know, for power, for recognition, for, you know, oh, I could beat my chest now and no one's mm-hmm. gonna, gonna punk me or no one's gonna mess with me, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, uh, man, it, it's just crazy how, the enemy just does that to us. It just, and we don't realize it a lot of times until we actually step out of it and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, and, and and see that. But, um, you said that in, in your, in in your notes here, you said that somehow or another, you got involved in witchcraft.
1: Yeah.
0: How did that happen? Was that through the game?
1: Well, um, yeah. Um, well, not necessarily them. It was just um, different acquaintances, that, um, mm-hmm. you know, a close one. And um, I, I mean, I didn't know. I, I mean, I had heard about this this kind of stuff going on, but um, like I said, I I was raised being a Christian, and I knew how bad it was to to do that those kind of things, mm-hmm. and how much God despised for right. us to to bow down to other gods. So. Um, I kind of got introduced by by somebody close to me um mm-hmm. they um it's it all started with like a like a pendant it was a pendant mm-hmm. of this um uh of this uh, it's like a saint they call it the, the Santa Muerte the holy death right and um that's what they call it and um I I didn't think nothing of it so I I put this thing on and I don't know. For some reason I just I would always look at it and I'd be like, man, mm-hmm. like this is really catching my attention. And it's like it's like um it's like when you watch a TV show, you watch one, one part and it's really good and you can't wait for the next week to see what's gonna right. happen next.
0: Right. That's
1: how it was with this. You know, I, I got introduced into a little bit of the background of this stuff and um I started getting more interested into it. I wanted to know more and um yeah it, it got to a point where I believe that that this was like giving me power how you mentioned earlier cuz that's mm-hmm. what it's all about you know like how oh, when you're when you're in gangs and stuff like that like you want to prove that you're tough you want to prove that you're the best mm-hmm. fighter that you are that you're nobody to mess with like that's the that's how much the, the enemy blinds a person so yeah. um I would say, If you exist, if you're real, let this happen, and for some reason, it would happen. you know, wow. and I didn't know that it was just a tactic that the enemy was doing to to uh-huh. try to uh-huh. you know just just make me fall even deeper into going against God, so um, yeah, I ended up believing even more that that the enemy was my friend that I was gonna be his right hand man, his right hand man in hell, and I was gonna be reigning in his so-called kingdom um, right. with him. You know, so it it would it got that bad to where I would just think those things, and I would curse God, and I would tell God, I don't want nothing to do with you. You know, leave me alone, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But but just just as as all the bad was was going on. My uh, my mom was there praying for me and she would always tell me that I needed to give my life to God, that I needed to to surrender my life to God because, you know, something bad was going to happen. And you know how it goes with with Uh. parents. (laughs) So I would always get I would I would um, listen to her, but I would get angry within me because I didn't want nothing Uh to do with God. You know, I was so blinded. I was mm-hmm. so blinded by the enemy that that I didn't want anything to do with God, and you know that's how all that started and you know it's um how I mentioned earlier that the love that God has for us is unbelievable because mm-hmm. it got to a point it got to a to a huge point where um I ended up realizing that I had to do like like a ritual to like basically give my soul to this cuz eventually we know that it's it's the devil that that's behind this religion but we know that that uh, we understand that we have to give our soul to this thing mm-hmm. so um there is a prayer that it's called the prayer that that I was that I looked up and I was supposed to pray this thing and a lot of supernatural things were supposed to happen. So uh-huh. I go into my room and I turn off all the lights and I start praying this prayer out loud and um nothing would happen. And I didn't know at the time I would be so angry because I was like this is supposed to happen. Right. This person is to, is supposed to show up. This person is supposed to do this to me and I'm supposed to have all this power in the streets and and you know why isn't it happening and I would repeat this 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 prayer over and over again and nothing would happen but at the time I didn't understand why but now I do because it was God protecting me from giving my life to this religion or this um witchcraft Mm -hmm. he was preventing that he was preventing me from, from going deeper into that because I belonged to God the whole time. Like even right, right, right. even despite every, all the cursing that I would do to God, you know, everything that I did to go against him, he still loved me and he still chose me to, to do what I'm doing now. And that's serving him and spreading his word.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's so cool to realize now, you know, they say that the prayers of the righteous avail as much, you know, which it really shows that the prayers of, of even our moms and our grandmas, how their prayers of going to spiritual battle, spiritual warfare, to be able to pray every single day that those prayers from the time that you were born all the way to the time of of saying this prayer to to get into this cult and everything that their prayers put a, put a shield around you for that exact time when you were trying to allow something into your life. And really, Mm -hmm. we, we don't even know the the impact of it, you know, at the time, because like you just said earlier, we're blinded to that. You know, we don't understand Mm -hmm. what we're really doing. And, uh, but you're just like, Oh my gosh to pray mm-hmm. that over and over and over and not to see anything that the frustration you know and, mm-hmm. and and to even hear that uh it is in the gangs of i used to work with with gang units and stuff like that back in my mm-hmm. days and there is the the worthiness you know of earning that ha i did this deed or or the acceptance of moving up you know Mm -hmm. and then there had to be that even in in the occult there is the moving up and now there was time to say this prayer and to move up and to be in that position with the enemy Mm -hmm. you know so i totally i totally get that and um but wow you had to be so frustrated yeah oh yeah i
1: was I was I was real frustrated but I thank God now because I don't think I would I would be enjoying the, the lake of fire right now if I lost my life no I would have <laughs> yeah,
0: no. I would have
1: yes. I would have been crying out and and just regretting everything because you know that's at the end that's where that's where all that takes you. And you know uh-huh. it's um one thing I, I, I did wanted to bring up was um my when I was when I when I had first ran away from home uh, mm-hmm. My grandma, she would always, even, like, there was always, like, family members, friends that would um, always try to, like, bring her down with her prayers for me. Like, she always looked, she always thought I was a good kid. She she also felt that I was going to be this, this smart kid, the architects and stuff like that, you know, and, and mm-hmm. um, people would tell her, people would tell her that you know, where's, where's your, um, your architect or, you know, <laughs> she ended up saying that, that she, she ended up going as far as saying that I was going to be a pastor one day and they would tell uh-huh. her, look at, what look at what your pastor's doing now. He's out there in the streets doing these crazy things. And my grandma would always say, I I know this because my mom would share this with me, but she said that she would always say one day you'll see. And right now, um, My grandma didn't get to see this. She didn't get to Uh see me give my life to God. You know, she unfortunately she passed away and stuff. But I know I know that one day I'm gonna see her, and I can't wait. You know, just to to thank her. You know, for her prayers because I know her prayers were her prayers were were over me still, even even after she passed. So um, it's amazing. Prayers work. Prayers work. Yes, they do. Amen. if you're a parent Amen. out there, and 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 you're just tired of of seeing the same thing over and over, I guarantee you, you know, I promise you, if you continue those prayers, God's not going to fail you, because it, it happened with me, and yeah. and and I, I should have been either dead or in prison with all the things that I was doing. Uh-huh. I was, that those both were my destinies. I was I wasn't going to become this successful person with, with uh, without giving my life to God you know mm-hmm. and and it's just amazing it's just amazing how god works and how much he loves us
0: right right so after after you um this prayer wouldn't work and a frustration's built up uh, what what was your next step did you you know what did you do next
1: um i i just um i just kept on with the idea that you know with with the whole um doing like the the little rituals that 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 i was taught you know i continued mm-hmm. with that and then eventually i ended up meeting my wife and and i i ended up departing from this um, person that i was close to and um my wife um i kind of settled down after i met my wife and <laughs> i i kind of obviously i couldn't leave gangs or anything like that i couldn't um <laughs> You know, leave a lot of things, but I settled down with with hanging out with this person, and you know it drew me away from that from that okay. um those practices but um you know i I continued with my drinking with my drug use and all that stuff and mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. you know in the back of my mind, I would continue like the rituals I still had like like the the passion to want to know more about this this uh this witchcraft stuff you know like i obviously mm-hmm. wanted to get deeper into it but this time i wouldn't do it openly because my my wife didn't like that you know she she <laughs> uh, even not. though yeah, even though she was raised like catholic and stuff mm-hmm. she um she didn't like that stuff so i would do it in secret you know and um uh, we she ended up knowing about god because uh, my 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 son was born at a very early age and and um there the chances of him uh, making it weren't too high, so my mom introduced mm-hmm. God to my wife and she ended up starting to believe you know and um that that made even that made things even harder to try to Stop to like worship <laughs> that stuff so right
0: yeah
1: right yeah, you know it's so, so
0: cool is that that the fact of Not only were you covered by, you know, the grandparents and the mom's prayers and everything, but God knew how to go. I'm going to get Armando um, this way by bringing in, you know, a beautiful woman to marry. And then on top of that, to allow her. To hear the the word of God, accept the Lord, and then to bring it into the home that way is just like that he knows it's so personal. God is so personal in our lives is that he knows how to get Armando's attention. You know, mm. and this is, you know, you have a lot of powerful women in your life. That's what I'm hearing the whole oh, yeah. time. You had a grandmother that prayed over you, your mom, you know, and now you're your wife. You're just like. Man, you've got some powerful women around you praying. You're just like, oh, yeah. wow.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was um it was amazing, you know, how all that went about too, because even after my, my son, you know, he went through that miracle of being with us and you know, we still we still um did a lot of things we weren't supposed to. We we also we still continued with our drinking and you know, just mm-hmm. being a bad example for my son and um, it got to a point where um, I started, like, feeling anxiety, and the anxiety Uh was taking over my life, like, I couldn't control it anymore, I was able, in the beginning, I was able to control it with more alcohol, I was able to control Mm -hmm. it with more drugs, but then Uh it got to a point where not even that was soothing me, like, it got Uh to a point where I reached out to my mom, and I was like, mom, like, I'm feeling this, this feeling that I've never felt before. I'm feeling nervous. You know, I'm feeling, I don't know what this is. And my mom was like, you know, it's God speaking to you. It's time for you to come home. And I'd be like, mom, I don't want to hear that. You know, I'm not ready to right. leave gangs. I'm not ready to leave my partying. I'm not ready to leave none of that. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, you just wait and see. She was like, You're, you're going <laughs> to give your life to God sooner than, than you think. And i would just be like, okay, my whatever. You know, like I didn't right. want to hear that. Right. But um it got so bad that that I started thinking about it because I would like I would seek other remedies to try uh-huh. to soothe this anxiety. And I would um search the internet and nothing would happen. But there's there's one thing that I always overlooked, and that was God. Like even yep. when I would yep. search, even when I would search this um, thing to to like try to get rid of this anxiety, there is always people commenting and and recommending um, reading the word and and just being with God. But I wasn't ready for none of that. Right? And,
0: uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's crazy how you know we we seem to go. I'm gonna find my answer here, and I'm gonna look here and here and and ultimately God is like. When are you going to take my hand? You know, when are you going to Mm -hmm. take my hand? And we try to fill the void or the emptiness or the anxiety, you know, with everything that we can before we Mm -hmm. actually turn to God, because it's just like the the submitting and the repentance of it is so hard to do for, for mankind. You know, it is really bending the knee. You know, and giving it all to Him, and it's just—it's so easy to do, but yet it's so hard to do. Even though that sounds, you know, so crazy, but it is a peace that passes all of our understanding. That—that that we are actually looking for, you know. And it—it mm-hmm. it is ultimately God Almighty that gives us that. You know, it's—it's it's it's amazing. You know So what? Mm-hmm. What actually? What made you go? Fine. I'm going to give it to you. What actually did it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was uh, one night that I was at work. I was working second shift at the time. So my times were from like, I would work a lot of overtime. So I would get home like around two in the morning sometimes. And obviously oh. by that time, my my son and wife were sleeping. Right. So um, it was one, one night where this anxiety just, it was like a pile of brick just fell over me and I couldn't control it and I even left to work early that night and I remember just driving like super fast home and and I was um I had had a few of these episodes where I would call my parents and I would tell them, "Hey, I'm going to the hospital because I feel like I'm going to die." So that I kept scaring them with that and um that particular night I planned on doing the same thing but I just couldn't do it that time. Like I said to myself, I'm gonna deal with this by myself and I'm gonna find a way to get rid of this anxiety by myself. I'm not gonna scare my parents anymore. I'm just gonna do this thing by myself. So like I get home and I did the same thing. I I ended up searching remedies to, to calm or soothe this anxiety
0: and um,
1: when I when I look when I searched this I saw um a recommendation and that was music so I go to YouTube and I put soothing music for anxiety so um I'm getting ready to shower and I put my my phone at at the highest volume I could go and and I just hit play on this song and um I get in the shower and I'm listening to the song and it's it calmed down my my anxiety like I felt the anxiety just leave. Right. So I'm like, I'm showering and I'm like, I stopped and I was like, even with soap in my eyes, I'm like, I'm going out there and I'm gonna save this because this is what I'm gonna keep <laughs> playing to soothe this anxiety. So I try to go do that, and the first like. At my screen, all I saw was be still and know that I am God. Oh wow. <laughs> so even now saying it like I, I just feel the presence of God because when I heard that, when I read those words, um I I just remembered like, you know, God, you know, like He's the one that I have to surrender my life to and like He's the only one that's gonna take this from me. So like, right. God is just speaking to me, and I could literally just hear chains falling. I could hear wow. walls around me breaking. And as God was speaking, the floor would shake. It was like a, I was like in a spiritual, in a spiritual form.
0: Yes, and you were. When
1: God, God, when God was speaking to me, like the floor would just shake, and I just could not stop crying. I was just crying and crying and I just felt this love. I felt this peace just fall over me. And like, I couldn't, I can't, I, I couldn't take this. I, I, I surrender my life to God and I'm like, okay, God, this is you. Like you do whatever you want with me. And I, I remember at the time, um, I had an uncle that, that was in prison and, um, I always saw him as my brother. I always looked up to uh-huh. him. So uh-huh. he's the first person I wanted to share this with. And I was wow. trying to, I was trying to write a letter, but I couldn't write the letter because my tears was just covering up the pieces of paper with, with tears, and everything was just smearing. And I, I remember I, I called my mom. I told her, "Mom, I'm done. Like I don't <laughs> want nothing to do with this." And like i'm I'm ready you know to to make a life change and and um yeah i I gave my life that i gave my life to God that night through that you know it, you know God is good and like i i also like remember like even after i i gave my life to God because I drank a lot, I used to drink a lot, and I gave mm-hmm. my life to god like in November, it was around this time. And um, you know, Thanksgiving, I don't know if you're familiar with how Hispanics yep. are for Thanksgiving, Christmas and all that yes, stuff. They, yep. They yep, to I'm drink. Mexican. <laughs> oh, okay, so you definitely have your story. I know. <laughs> so I I ended up getting together with, with people I knew and after I gave my life to God, um obviously, you know, hanging out with them, I fell into drinking. But the whole mm-hmm. time I felt guilty. I felt really guilty doing it because I was remembering this experience that I had with God. Mm-hmm. And I I drank. I got really drunk. And the whole time within me, I was just crying within me because I knew mm-hmm. I had felt God. I fell asleep and I was crying in my dreams
0: because I had wow. felt
1: God. And I woke wow. up and I was like, God. That's the last time I'm gonna touch alcohol. That's the last time I'm gonna touch drugs. And to give God all the honor and glory, I haven't touched any of that since the day, since that day.
0: You know. Wow! Wow!
1: Wow! Okay, so we
0: gotta back up. We gotta back up. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, so the the anxiety is like top notch. Like you're ready to just come home and deal with it in any way that you can. But the fact that you 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 turn on his song which was the song was called peace be still it was like
1: uh um i don't know if you you hear like those um instrumentals like a really yes. calm instrumentals yes but yes as the as the song was playing um there was a lot of scriptures to go along with it and oh. that's, that's what it was yeah yeah
0: and was, i still i mean, still I, have
1: that song saved too
0: Do you still? So that's amazing. You know, man, that just gives me like goosebumps (laughs) because you're just like, wow, you know, because I, I, man, I just know, I know where you were at as far as just feeling that when we all come to that point where we just give it all to the Lord and just allow Him to break the chains, you know, of, and, And to free us from that. That's all he's ever wanted is just look up to me and let me free you, you know, from everything. And, you know, there's so many people like even out there today and, and you read it on social media for us. You know, both of us are podcasters and there's so much that spending time on the social media world to help get. The information and see what people are doing and what they're involved with and it's like right now even out there with all of the political junk that's going on there is so much anxiety out there you know that they say that the percentage of people that are dealing with anxiety is skyrocketed since Mm -hmm. 2020 you know, up until now to where we've got all this craziness going out there in the streets, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it is really just something that, uh, that just grips my heart as far as people that deal with anxiety. I know I have a friend that deals with anxiety big time, you know, and it really is a matter of just handing it over to the Lord and letting him break that, that bondage, you know, because that is just another form of bondage, and worrying that we give to the Lord, and to be free from that, you know, and uh, so, yeah, that was just something that I just wanted to bring up. It's just the fact of there are a lot yeah. of people out there dealing with anxiety,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, when when I gave my life to God, I knew that God had taken anxiety from me. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the enemy doesn't try to attack me with it still. Mm-hmm. The yes. only difference now is that I cry out to God, and I do it in spirit, and I do it in tr- in, in truth. And I, I, you know, as we read the Bible, it, it tells us the authority that we have over the enemy. So right. when those kinds of things come to my life... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I cry out to God and I know who my God is. I know how powerful he is. I know yep. with just a snap of a fingers that that devil he'll run. And yep. that's exactly what happens. I cry out to God when I'm feeling this anxiety and he he takes it away from me. You know, Amen. and that's that's the best thing that I could have done. You know, it's and the anxiety is, is really bad. Like, right, my son he he has a social anxiety too. Ah. And um, I I tell him all the time I'm like son like you know just cry out to God whenever you're feeling like that and he just says yes dad, yes dad. like so he cool. agrees with me and you know he seems to be doing better but I, I I also know you know it's the enemy trying to go in through through different ways to try to get me to fall and stuff but mm-hmm. you know I, I'm gonna remain faithful with God and you know he he Amen. does try to he does try to attack attack in many ways, because going back to doing that, that witchcraft stuff, like it does have a lot of consequences when you try to leave it. Like I've, I've been tormented, you know, I've, I've had the sleep paralysis and, you know, and all due to that, like, oh, you know, like speaking to me, telling me that I betrayed this and stuff like that. And I'm, I use my authority, you know, in Jesus name, There wait, you go. get out of my face, you know, I'm with Gap. God. He's above you and, and he's my God now and that's who I'm loyal to now. And you know, I, I kinda I I um I kind of thank the the moment that my family taught me loyalty because now I'm at a, I'm at that point but with God. You know, I don't care what anybody has to say about me. I don't care how much negative things are said about God, my loyalty is with, with God and I'm not perfect by no means. But, no, none of you know, us are. This is a this is a lifetime commitment.
0: Amen. Amen. You know, it's mm-hmm. I've learned too, it's like even in my own walk with the Lord, as far as when when the enemy tries to come in like a flood and tries to whisper those things about your past. I've learned to go, All right, let pull up a chair, Satan. Let me tell you something. There's times when I was drinking. Oh, wait. Yeah, he saved me from that. I was delivered from that. So, yeah, what else you got? You know, yeah. oh, I went into the occult. Yeah, but he saved me from that. You know, he rescued me from that. So mm-hmm. it's just each time I'm like, but wait, now it's my turn. See, you get to go to the pit of hell forever. You know, mm-hmm. your future is there to where it's my future. My future was in heaven with the Lord That's God Almighty, true. you know,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it is just, it's amazing to be able to to just to see the redemption hand in everyday people's lives you know you're just like god is still moving he's still uh knocking at the hearts of people you know and Mm. that he is a god that saves us not and i mean a god as far as he is a God that just saves us, if I could just say it in this way, that just saves us mm-hmm. from everything that we can possibly get ourselves into, mm-hmm. that He is the only one that can do that. You know, There's nobody Thanks to God. go, you know, in Isaiah 50, it, the latter half of Isaiah 50, it talks about how humongous God is. Mm-hmm. And it's like how he cupped the waters in his hand, he poured them over the earth. And that's how we've got the rivers, the oceans, the seas, the creeks. And you're just like, what God can do that? Anybody? Anybody? No no hands, no takers, you know? And you're just like, God is so awesome, so big. There's nothing. That is impossible for God, even to save somebody from the gangs, from from prison, from from death, from witchcraft, that that the Lord can reach in and say, Nope, that one's mine. You know, mm-hmm. and I've got something for him. And you never know, Armando, you're still young enough. There could be a pastor in you anyway. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. never give up. You've got a podcast that is sharing you know, the word of God. And I would just really encourage you as one path podcaster to another, you keep sharing the word of God, you keep going, you know, you're, I, I give you a lot of props for giving that honor to the Lord and that loyalty to the Lord. But, you know, you keep going, you share your testimony, you know, it's what I've often have learned these past few months is that it's amazing how God is the judge. Yeah. Then there's the testimony of his sheep. And to me, it was like, wait a minute here. We have a judge, we have testimony, and then, then we have the accuser. That right there is a court scenario, yeah. you know? And so I would encourage you to keep sharing your testimony. That's what witnesses do. You are a witness for the kingdom of God, and you keep sharing. Yeah. Your testimony is powerful. You have a very powerful testimony that needs to be heard out there, even amongst our brothers and sisters in the Latin community. They need to hear that because we know that even in the Latin community, the Catholic world is very strong in that community, Mm -hmm. and they need to know who our Savior is and how he, he saves us. We don't need to go to a priest. We don't need to say seven Hail Marys you know we 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 don't need to go dunk in the river you know seven times to be free from something we have God almighty the Lord Jesus Christ to save us from anxiety from witchcraft from drugs from alcohol from everything the gangs everything you know mm. so um I just wanted to say thank you so much for your story. And um and, and for those of you if you're listening or watching this, you know, and to give your heart to the Lord and give him the anxiety, give him those things that are bothering, that hold you down and be able to let him free you from the from all of that. And it's just by one word and, and just saying help, looking up and say, help, Lord. So um. Thank you, Armando, for your story, and uh, it's been a blessing, and it's been a great, great witness.
1: Yeah. Thank you for for inviting me. It's a it was a huge blessing, and um, I can't wait to hear it.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. We'll get together after the show, and and um, and I will give you some details on mine, and we could go ahead and just do a swap. And I would love to be on your show and give yeah, you my definitely. story. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. God bless you. God bless. Well, thanks for joining us on Coffee Break with God, a podcast for anyone who wants to grow in their faith and discover the amazing ways that God works in our lives. I hope you enjoyed our inspiring conversations with our guests from different backgrounds, perspectives, and walks of life. So whether you need a shot of inspiration or a dash of encouragement or even a scoop of reflection, I hope this podcast is your perfect companion for a coffee break with God. Till next time. Who's up for a second cup of coffee?